like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's a Bill King show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Take those $150 chicken nuggets and half price them because of the team that's coming in there. Not to knock North Alabama at all, but this is a playoff team, Florida State, playing North Alabama. Maybe they'll give Allen 50-75% off on those nuggets. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. TJ, top of hour two. Dave Hooker, off the hook sports. Covers Tennessee Vols, host the top team on this planet. Until somebody says, no, 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 I'll show you otherwise. The Georgia Bulldogs on Rocky Top, Saturday, CBS, 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern. And Dave will fill us in on the Vols preparation for this game. They're about a 10, 11-point underdog at home to the mighty Georgia Bulldogs. Top of our three, Rusty Manziel with on three. Rusty has been a friend of ours on this show for decades, and we've got him back today. Top of our three, J.C. Sherbert from his site, which is thebigspur.com, South Carolina, and his collective, which is called Carolina Rise. That is today's guesting. That's the way it's going to look on this Thursday edition. 615-844-5600. On Twitter, at Bill is King. And you can email the show, Bill is King 7 at gmail.com, billiscake7 at gmail.com. I was looking at next week. Obviously, we have week 12 to play, and we've got some pretty fun games. We've got various SEC teams not playing much, meaning of an opponent this Saturday. But I was looking at next week, 
because it's going to be a short week for the show, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what games are on? You've got the Egg Bowl, which, of course, is going to be on Thanksgiving Day. That one is in Starkville, and that is a 6.30. Now, that's a central time, 6.30 central time game in Starkville, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. That's the game I always get so excited for on Thanksgiving. That one right there. On Friday, and there's a couple of other games Thursday, but I'm just highlighting a few. Friday, you have Iowa, Nebraska, in Lincoln. That's an early game, 11 o'clock. TCU and Boomer Sooner play on Friday. Now, that is next week. Next week. Missouri, Arkansas. Missouri is looking at a 10-2 and season. I got to admit, I would not have predicted that. That is, I think, again, arguably the surprise of college football this year. And a good one. If you're a Missouri fan, a very pleasant, very good surprise. Friday, 3 o'clock Central Time, Missouri and Arkansas. That game is in Fayetteville. Arkansas is a putrid football team. They may be looking at a 3-9 and nine record. And Sam Pittman is in trouble. I don't think they'll do anything this year with him. But next year would be come-to-Jesus season for Sam Pittman. No doubt about it. Penn State, Michigan State, and East Lansing. Penn State and Sparty is also next Friday. Texas Tech, Texas. Texas is looking at a 11-1 regular season. And frankly, as of right now, things could change, but as of right now, won't make the playoffs. Don't think they will. Oregon State and Oregon, there's your one. By the way, they're about to separate out. One's going to the Big Ten. One is in a two-team league that currently, according to the courts, has power along with Washington State in that entire league at the moment. An appeal has been filed on that. Now, that's the gist of what's happening next Thursday and Friday. Always look in advance. I always want to make sure I've got the schedule out in front of me where I can see what's coming up down the down the road. TJ top of hour two. Jeff in Ashland City checking in. Talking about Tennessee. Tennessee and Georgia. Tennessee, unless they can pull off a stunning upset, which I wouldn't predict, will end up likely 8-4 and four in Heupel's third year. That's not awful. It's not godforsaken bad. It would be deemed a disappointment, considering what they got done in year two. Now, again, sometimes that's misleading, right? Sometimes what you do one year is assumed to have meaning about the next year, and sometimes it doesn't. And this team has had issues. They've got issues at quarterback. 
He's had moments where he's played well. I've complimented him. He's not good enough. If you're going to win big, the quarterback Tennessee plays isn't good enough, and they're stubborn as all bleep about it. It's, it's incredibly frustrating. They're either beat up or not making plays at wide receiver. Running backs have been good. And the back end on the defense might as well not trot people out there from time to time. Some of the busts they have in the secondary are unconscionable. Tennessee will have plays in the secondary where you can't see the DB. Now, on the L-22, you could, but on a TV screen, it's that bad at times. They are so discombobulated back there because, again, they won't do anything about the coach they have back there who's not a good defensive back coach, Willie Martinez. They won't do anything about it. That's what's frustrating. If, if you're a Tennessee fan and you're looking into the future and you can go out and get all these guys in the portal and they, they'll go out and replenish their having a top ten recruiting class, that's good and they still want to sign a couple of others. Portal coming up, and obviously they have to hand it off to Nico next year. So they'd be way better at quarterback. But how well are you coached? How well are you coached? And that's that's a worry right now in some areas there for them. Jeff in Ashland City. Bill, we all know what Hypo will do. He's going to stick with Milton no matter what. Had to be drag kicking and screaming to put Hendon Hooker in three years ago, Bill. Joe Milton, in August practice, a couple of years ago, was the starter over Hendon Hooker. Somebody please do the math on that and explain that to me. Just saying. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill, was it me or was Patton just playing It's a Wonderful Time of the Year? Seems like about a week ago. Man, the season goes way too fast. It does. It, it, it does. I mean, we are. I'm just looking at the last regular season week. I was just looking at it. That's way too fast. He's right. Yeah, he's right. Johnny Vegas, Bill, Texas with their league-leading running back out could have an issue getting past Iowa State. Yeah, they, they lost what is considered probably the top running back in this next draft after having the top running back a year ago in the draft. That's true. Clyde corrects me. You know what? I'm glad I wasn't thinking here. That Penn State-Sparty game will be played at Ford Field in Detroit, which is obviously domed. So check that. It's not in East Lansing, like I mentioned. It is in Detroit. Sparty and Penn State, Ford Field. No, stand corrected, Clyde. Nice call there. No, I'm glad you brought that up because I was – Misspoken there. Jason, Hawkeye Jason, build that game's in Ford Field. The prior commissioner 
of the league, that'd be Kevin Warren, made promises outside of the media deal, so NBC got to broadcast this game. That's right. Yep, that's right. That's right. Tell you what, we don't have time here, but Patton pulled an audio clip from John Harbaugh, brother of Jim Harbaugh, NFL head coach, Baltimore, talking about his brother. Now, it's not anything riveting, but we'll do that after the break. Yeah, when we come back, we'll pull that clip out. It's not very long, maybe a minute, maybe maybe a little less. I don't remember, but it is kind of interesting. No new news there, as far as I know, as far as Harbaugh and being back on the field. No, no news at all. From that bit of drama. Then next Saturday, not this Saturday, next Saturday, the game. Yeah, I don't care what city you're in, what part of the country you're in. If you're in the South where college football is king, love it. I'm from there. I live there. I broadcast out of there. But the game is Ohio State, Michigan. Not one of those games down here. No. Not at all. That is the game. Get the first break. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Already starting to load up now on 24 westbound as you come up through the Hickory Hollow area, trying to get out of Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, towards Nashville. It's already a little bit busy over here also on 65 south at Trinity Lane as that traffic increases through Mount Julian right now, uh, coming in from Wilson County on 40 westbound towards Hermitage. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. Check them out today. You can order online, princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in the life of a child. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty is our area's premier and most trusted real estate professional, backed by years of experience. So if you're buying, selling, moving, or improving, give the pros a call today at 615-519-3339. 615-519-3339. That's Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty. He's a professional who cares. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. 
Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. This yeah. is just it. The Titans are trading Kevin Byer to the Eagles. The yeah, Eagles are going to send the Titans a fifth and sixth round pick and safety Terrell Edmonds. Well, they're giving up on that contract. There were also a lot of Titans fans upset about some of the comments he made, which I thought was insane. Big kaboom here on this Monday. <laughs> the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Bill King is the mother 12th data point of college football. Oh, I put out a request for J-Book Monday because we're going to have to unlock the law, which is... For this show, Mondays, no guesting. None. Doesn't matter whether it's playing portion or non-playing portion. No guesting. But to accommodate next week, we deemed it necessary to unlock that law for a day. For Monday. Almost Miss Eve is scheduled for Monday. And I put out a request for J-Book for that same day. I'm still trying to maneuver that week. I want to leave Wednesday in place. I don't want to start taking the last day of the week, which is Wednesday for next week with the holidays, and move those. That just creates lots of traffic and unnecessary movement. But everything else I'm trying to get back into place and move it earlier in the week. And we'll, we'll see how that turns out. I think it'll turn out all right. I think it'll work out. Patton pulled a clip. This is the brother who is a Super Bowl winner, played his brother for the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. John Harbaugh talking about the entire situation. Take a listen, please. How'd that conversation go? Do you have any opinion of everything that he's dealing with and what's going on in Michigan? Yeah, yeah, I, I talked to him quite a bit. Uh, I have a lot of opinions on it, obviously. I'm his brother, you know, and uh, I'm proud as heck of him. I'm really impressed with the way he's handled himself through all this. I mean, it's been a long run. And uh, about everything he, everything can be done to, you know, his phones, his computers, and all that stuff have been looked at. And he's come through this thing with flying colors. And uh, they really have, you know, I don't know if, what, what they try to get, but they don't have anything of substance, and I just think I'm proud of him. I think it's a, a real compliment to our family and to him, something for us to be proud of because as kids can see this, you know, you get kind of in this kind of a situation where you, you, become, you come under fire for whatever reasons, and you come out in a really good place doing the right thing all the time. 
and I'm really proud of that, and I think it's great for our family and kids, and it's just a great blessing in that sense. He's a great man. He's a great coach. His players love him. His coaches love him, and, uh, and he stands tall through all this. I know you got to get through Thursday, but knowing the schedule and their schedule, will you see him Saturday? Do you have plans to go to the game? If this goes the way it went last week, would you watch it with him? Yeah, well, that's a lot of good questions. I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's uh, let's get through Thursday night and see where we're at. But I'll be I'll definitely be pulling for him and, uh, and the whole team on Saturday for sure. But uh, yeah, I, we'll think about Thursday night, hundred percent. There you have it. Now I understand some of you, or perhaps a lot of you, may not agree with his angle on this whole story. That's fine. I'm not trying to proselytize one side. That's just the brother of Jim, and what's he supposed to say? My brother, as we would perhaps term it in the South, my brother done wrong? I don't think so. Proud of his brother. He's fought through this thing valiantly. Flying colors was used in there. Yeah, he's come through this, y'all, in flying colors. I will say this, though. And I've said it from the beginning. This whole situation will not hurt the Michigan football team. If anything, it will ratchet it up. It will not hurt them. It is not a detriment to this team. Now, they'd love to have Jim there for games. He can be there, by the way, for practice and all that. This is just game suspensions. They're with him during the week. And if they're good enough, they're good enough. But this whole bit of extraneous noise and this back and forth is entertaining. I'm telling you, man, the Big Ten, you're becoming like the SEC. You you, you got all this controversy going on. I thought we were the only ones down here who fought each other or backstabbed each other inside the same athletic department. I thought we were the only ones that did that. Big Ten stepping forward, man. I got to give them credit. Congratulations. You used to just be this boring league, kind of got stereotyped, the only team that had athletes. Well, Ohio State, Penn State, and uh, yeah, Michigan. That's about it. Out of a plotting league. Everybody looks like Iowa. <laughs> Which isn't true, but, you know, we're trying to stereotype here, right? So, congratulations. I'm a little jealous that all the uh, controversy is up north right now. I don't like that. South, we're going to have to do something about this to offset all this good information the Big Ten's getting. Mike the Mad Dog, down in lovely Noonan, Georgia, Bill, the season has absolutely flown by. Seems like yesterday Georgia fans were complaining that Carson Beck was no good and wanting Bobo fired. (laughs) Yeah, Bobo comes in. There's going to be a huge drop-off between Monken and Bobo. Coordinator, iffy at best. Carson Beck, been waiting. They're going to give him the ball first. How the hell is that going to go? Oh, my God, what are we going to do, Bill? It really wasn't that bad. But And Carson Beck has played incredibly well. 
I think that's the only way you can term it. What's so complimentary about Carson Beck is, now think about it. First of all, he's played well, and Carson Beck has talent, and he has a lot of arm talent, and he's using it. But also compliment Kirby Smart and that entire Georgia structure, everybody, all the assistant coaches, all the personnel, because they have structured year after year now a roster meant to be able to absorb people moving on. Doesn't matter what position. Does not matter what position. There is not a roster in America built, developed, to transition to the next wave of dudes. Any position, quarterback, D-tackle, offensive tackle, you name it, DBs, structurally, they do it as well as you can do it. And when it's time for the next quarterback to step back up, the next quarterback's ready and willing and does develop, right? Absolutely does develop. Because Carson Beck has individually, he's got talent. But let's also admit he's surrounded with structurally the best roster in the country. Fundamentally, structurally, foundationally. So you can break in a quarterback, and it's not like Carson Beck's a new guy, right? But you can break in the next guy and protect him as well. It's not like Carson Beck is playing on a team where the defense is going to give up 40 and you better score every time you have the ball. There's a lot of protective mechanisms in that Georgia roster on that Georgia team that are fundamentally so well coached, so well developed. That's what it looks like. Folks, Georgia is what it looks like when you are geographically advantaged, meaning your school is located in a hotbed of talent around it, and you hire correctly, and so everything from the top down is run in the right manner. Talent. Availability, check. And remember, they go get a lot of talent out of the state. Don't have to, but they do. They go anywhere. California, doesn't matter. Go wherever. New Jersey, down to Florida. Does not matter. They will go anywhere to get players. But that's what it looks like when you have everything in place from the top emanating down. That's what it looks like. And when you are geographically advantaged like Florida is and mightily struggling right now, Texas A&M is, which brand-wise has never broken through the way they have the ability to, that's what it looks like when you are properly led. Getting the higher right 
is way more important than throwing big-time recruits at that roster. That's next most important, but it's not more important than who the head coach is. That is a lie that everybody seems to believe, but has never been true. Jonathan down in Ocean Springs. Bill, the fall season is already over, isn't it? Maybe they get to nine wins, etc., but they aren't winning the East or playing for the SEC championship game or going to the playoffs. I don't see how anything he does at this point is critical. Nico is the quarterback of the future, and the die is cast this season. Yeah, they could get to nine wins with a bowl. W. And again, that would not be a bad year. I still think it's a disappointment, particularly now when you go on the road and at halftime, you're not in the Florida game. You're out of that Florida game at halftime. And that Florida team that did that to you is not very good. Think about that. You go to Missouri, and the game certainly is in question at halftime. What was it? Was it 16-7 to or 13-7 to at halftime? Something like that. And Tennessee had opportunities to score, couldn't get it done. They don't score again. And then they do get blown out. Losing at Alabama, they were up, what, 20-7? to That actually, and I don't know if anybody wants to call that a good loss, but Tennessee played well in that ball game. Couldn't hang on. Lost the momentum immediately in the third quarter. But they actually played well in that game up to that point. And then Alabama, who's better, took over and controlled the ball game. But the Florida road game, again, a team that's going to be 5-7, and seven, and the Missouri road game, where at the end you are blown the bleep out, is a very concerning item if you're Tennessee. If you are structurally well-coached and sound, that's not happening. And, and again, Missouri's a good ball team. Not trying to take away from them. That team's going to end up, what, 10-2? and two? Missouri's a good ball club. So the Vols, despite not having any type of catastrophic season, have issues that if you want to be prominent – You've got to address. I don't know if I trust them to address that or not. Based on the last couple of years. That's that's where I'm at with them. Next year, they ought to be way better offensively. At quarterback, I think the running back situation, regardless, Dylan Sampson's back, Cameron Seldon, they're fine at running back. They, they'll be They'll be fine at running back. In general, they'll be fine at wide receiver. They'll be okay at tight end. They'll be good at tight end. Offensive line's got some holes here. I think that's what they'll go after big in the portal. Defensive front should be a strength for them. Linebacker ought to be pretty good. Secondary is a colossal disaster. Big time moves needed there. Huge moves needed there. And we'll see what happens. Johnny Vegas, Bill, good news for all your listeners. 
who are bemoaning the quick passage of the college football season. Bill, 90 days until college baseball. Yeah, and once we get into, what would that be, mid to late February, they'll start playing games and stuff. I I do, I'll tell you what I do occasionally is I will pull up some of these fall ball games, which are really not all that relevant, right? Fall ball is not the same as March, April, May. Not even close. But you're allowed to play another team. Wake Forest came here to play Vanderbilt. Tennessee played Virginia Tech. And I don't know who all played each other. But I'll pull those up. Knowing that the stats in those are not something that you really want to make concrete. They're stats. But it's not the same as once we get into the spring. But I'll pull that stuff up and look at it. So much of a college baseball fan I've become. Anyways, we're coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Really starting to build with some volume as we check it out live on 24 Westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area. Coming in right now from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County towards Nashville. Brentwood traffic looks good right now as you come up through Williamson County on 65 going northbound here at Concord Road. 40, watch for some radar in the Mount Julian area out there in Wilson County and in parts of Dixon County as well down the interstate. Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. You can order online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. How about Thanksgiving, though, right here at the Omni? Experiences matter here at the Omni. Celebrate Thanksgiving right here at Kitchen Notes with its amazing and expansive holiday brunch that can only add to the wonderful memories of the holiday season. The Kitchen Notes Thanksgiving Feast features multiple entrees, including sorghum, glazed ham, and pan-seared salmon, while the action stations boast smoked prime rib and tender roasted turkey with all the traditional fixings. You're going to not want to forget that. So good. Also, save up some room for those very sweet endings. Thanksgiving brunch with family and friends at Kitchen Notes. Meals for children ages 5 and younger are complimentary. 
Make your reservations now by visiting KitchenNotesNashville.com. Get you some delicious food. Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage and Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top-three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The home of commitments and other stuff. The Bill King Show. Nevada. Bill, what are the odds A&M fans believe their new coach, whoever it is, Bill, is a home run hire? I was just asking, Pat, you know that collage we had? Home run hire, great recruiter. I got lost in the purge. We're going to have to create a new collage. We'll do that. Remind me when we have a caller on to get them to lay that down. All you have to say is home run hire. Great recruiter. Then we'll put it in a collage, and every time somebody announces the new guy, the head coach, then we'll play that clip. When somebody wants my opinion about who the new guy is, we'll play that clip. That comes from, let me just, we got a little bit of time here. TJ coming up top of hour two, Dave Hooker, hour two, Rusty, hour three, J.C. Sherbert, third hour. I noticed this many, many decades ago. Since we're in the season where coaches are getting unhired, you're wondering who the team's going to get. Here is something I've noticed. I noticed this peck, late 80s probably. Whoever the school is, And whoever they hire, even if it's not a big name that's got a history to it and he's won a whole lot and all that, whoever it is, the fan base automatically becomes hypnotic. 
They do. They absolutely go into a trance and believe everything this guy says. How many times have you seen, maybe on Twitter, maybe on a message board, a fan say, you know, when we hired this guy, I didn't quite know what to think, but after that press conference, dude, I am fired up. I'm fired the freak up. Man, he stood at that podium, he was in command, and he said, we're going to win here, by God. Fired me up, man. I had goosebumps on my neck. From this guy. The hair on the back of my neck was standing up because of this guy. I didn't know what to think, Bill. I did not know what to think. I was maybe admittedly a little bit skeptical, but this guy, man, at that press conference, oh, God, right now I'm so fired up I could run through 20 feet of concrete. So that's why we created the collage Home run, hire great recruiter. Because everybody thinks that about the guy that they hired, no matter who it is. It could be an assistant who's never been a head coach before. And once that guy stands at the podium and you assume that hypnotic state, he's got you. Now, once they get out there and start losing and things don't go well, you pull out of that hypnotic state. But... In the beginning, that guy could say, repeat after me. Mary had a little lamb, and you do it. (laughs) He could say, repeat after me. Here's going to be our mantra for the season. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet, and then you would repeat it. You would. You would repeat it. You'd say, this guy's got it, Bill. This guy is going to win, Bill. I just feel it. I feel it. No life, meaning Jim and Jupiter. Bill, can you start a new one, though, for Sunbelt Billy? First base hire, great recruiter. (laughs) No, Kev, says Bill. Four names off of the A&M list. Meyer, Lanning, Kiffin, and Sweeney. I don't think they were ever on the list. They might have been on somebody's Twitter list, but the realistic list, that's not happening. That's not happening. They'll get a good coach. I mean, I I do think they'll get a good coach. Now, whether it's good enough to awaken what A&M could be, that's the question. A&M is the job where you've got to find the dude who can completely unlock the past history and assume what you're capable of. That's what you need at A&M. But, yeah, that's why we started that whole clip. Because, and we did it just to have fun, but when people would call and say, Bill, or they'd ask on Twitter, hey, Bill, what do you think about this guy got hired over here? Oh, my God. Incredible. Incredible. The fact of the matter is most of the hires don't turn out. That's the true fact of the percentages. Most of the head coaching hires 
if you go back and review them, the end result is it did not work out. More than 50% for sure. That would be some interesting data. If you went back, let's just say from 2000 to now, but you could go back further than that. Last 20-plus years, it took every head coaching hire in Division I football. And all you did was judge success or failure. That simple. Way more than 50%. Probably 70, 80% would be failure. Coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Heavy traffic now on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area. We've had a couple of minor problems up through there so far as that traffic leaves Murfreesboro headed towards Nashville. It's already busy down through Millersville, but it's moving on 65 south as you come through that section of Sumner County as it uh, builds also on Vietnam Vets here at Conference Drive coming through Hendersonville. Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. You can order online today. Check it out at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. And now, Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance, and installations, give the pros a call today at 615-856-3610. 615-856-3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air. Going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. Dino and Friends is a fine dining restaurant located in Nashville's prestigious West End. It features an elegant presentation and exceptional service. One of the first non-alcoholic restaurants in Nashville. They pride themselves in professional and courteous service. A popular choice among locals and tourists alike. If you're in town for the ball game or you're just visiting with friends, Dino with Friends is the preferred location for those seeking a rich, modern restaurant with serene atmosphere and top-notch guest experience. Your server will uphold the high standards of etiquette and hospitality hospitality and guide you through a unique dining experience. Enjoy the ambiance and reconnect with friends. Specialty dining will feature a set menu, a dedicated server, and a personal chef. Enjoy a delicious combination of meats and vegetables at a very affordable price. There's no place in Nashville like it. A unique experience. Come and have dinner with friends. 1719 Westin Avenue. To make a reservation, call right now. 615-730-9559. Dinner with friends. A proud sponsor of TSU football on WNSR. This is something I wish I'd known. Many people who live in Tennessee are eligible for help paying for healthy food for pregnant and new moms, their babies, and young children, but don't realize it. Family income can be higher than you think. There's a website called TennesseeMeals.com for more information. Assistance for healthy food for expectant moms and young children. This information I need to share. TennesseeMeals.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Justice Center, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and the Jim Rome Show. There are still things that are triple U, including people who take pictures and then crop them and use them as their biopics. There's got to be another picture of you. You cannot take a picture with somebody else and then X that person out of the picture, crop them out, and leave yourself in, and then have it all off-centered, or maybe have somebody's claw still on your shoulder, or part of 
their ear still in the picture. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays from 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. The best college football talk on the planet presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. The Bill King Show. You want to try this out? Let's try it out on anything. Let's just start with the 2000s. Coaches hired in the 2000s. Coach Fran, of course, left Alabama to go to A&M. That did not work out. Failure. Next, they hired Mike Sherman. That did not work out. Failure. Then they hired Kevin Sumlin. Actually, early on, pretty good. Ended up failure. Jimbo. Next up. Fired. Unhired. Failure. You can say that the last one, two... Three, four, all the hires of the 2000s at A&M. Every one of them ended up failure. Failure, not success. Big picture. Now, before Coach Fran came, R.C. Slocum, that was a good hire. Jackie Sherrill, before that, on the field a good hire. Of course, they got in trouble. Remember, Jackie took that job in the early 1980s, left Pitt, a top two to three program in America, to go to A&M for the money. Back then, we've talked about it. Every hire in the 2000s they've made, that's not unique to A&M. That's all over the place. You want to go back and do the Alabama thing? Now, I know some of this is subjective, but after Bear Bryant, they brought in Ray Perkins. Kevin Hagan would disagree with me on this one. Ray Perkins, not successful. Okay? After that, Bill Curry. All I know is Bill Curry got run out of town, took the Kentucky job. Nobody leaves Alabama for Kentucky. Football. Okay? You don't do that. Gene Stallings, good hire. What an addy. Yeah, faded at the end, but you know what? That was a good hire. I cannot critique. Mike DeBose. Won the league that one year, but overall that was a catastrophe. The flop from up was a catastrophe. Dennis Franchoni actually was doing well. Left because he felt like he'd been lied to. Took the A&M job. Mike Price, disaster. Never even got on the field. Mike Shula, catastrophe. And now Nicky, obviously that that one's been resoundingly excellent. Almost all hires don't work out when it comes to the head coach. Just the way it is, man. Now, who's been pretty steady? Ohio State's been pretty steady, right? John Cooper won a lot of games. He just couldn't beat Michigan. Sweater vest, incredibly successful. Did not end up well, but that was a very good hire. Ended up well off the field, or ended up bad off the field with Tattoo Gate. That one year, 
with Luke Fickle, that been tough on anybody. Urban Meyer comes in, wins a natty in a couple of years, very good hire. Did not end well. Overall, incredibly good hire, right? And to date, I think they're in good shape. They've been pretty steady. Buckeyes, through the years, with their hires, they've been really steady. They have. Yeah, they have. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill Sweatervest's press conference was boring, and all of Buckeye Nation were wondering who the hell he was. But when he gave that speech at half of that Michigan versus Ohio State basketball game, we all knew he was the right hire. Stood right up and called it. Craig in North Augusta. Bill, when Beamer hired Marcus Satterfield, I didn't think it was a home run hire, but a bunt. Foul out to the catcher hire. And boy, was I right. Ask Nebraska fans, Bill. Yeah, I I think that's... And, and people transferred out because of that, too. Starting running back at Southern Cal, one of the receivers at Florida State, to name a couple, right? Brought a Buckeye in Texas. Bill, remember when Matt Campbell's name came up with every opening? Why wasn't his name coming up for the openings anymore? Because the resume's faded. His resume is not nearly as attractive. The overachieving and all of that is not as abundant as we were witnessing a few years back. Jim and Jupiter. Bill, would Mullen go back to Mississippi State? Would they take him back, Bill? I think it would be a great hire as he has a bunch left in the tank, just not meant for a big job. Let me put it this way. I've talked to you folks about it. Dan Mullen has been a good coach. It just did not work out at Florida. Too big. He's right. Too much of a bright light on you there at Florida and the expectations and the recruiting rankings, all that. We found out he's not meant for that. But he did a good job at Mississippi State. Here's the only catch. He's not a likable guy. Dan Mullen, the, the guy on set, the smiley guy, who's good. He does a good job on those TV shows where he's breaking down plays and talking about games at halftime, pregame. He's good at that. No, he does a good job. But he's not a real likable guy. And... I know a lot of folks down there, even though he won, did not like being around him. I don't know how much of that's left over us. we got a little distance there, right? But I'm just not so sure. And this comes from people I know that were there. Just didn't like the guy, man. I know Dan, but I don't know him well enough to know how likable he is, right? I'm just telling you what folks told me the entire time, including when he left. TJ coming up. Also Dave Hooker, hour two. Rusty, hour three. Rusty Mansell and J.C. Shirts. Omni Nashville Hotel.